Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is our third episode of the year, and I'm very excited because Kevin Friesen is home from Australia. Woo! Woo! In the studio. Hey everyone, thank you. How are you? You can't answer, but I'm asking how you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's great to be back. Yeah, and you brought a gift back with you from uh, Australia. A gift? Well, not a gift, but... Well, maybe a gift. I don't know. It depends. (laughs) Um, Yeah, my buddy Ryan is here all the way from Perth. Hello. That's him with a funny accent. <laughs> G'day. <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, so Ryan's here to, um, to go to school in Vancouver. So we thought we were talking and thought it would be a really great idea to have him share a little bit of his story and um, just to kind of his experiences and, and what it's like to leave home and travel all the way around the world because from Perth, you can't get any further away before you start going back. Yeah, really. It eh? is the well, first 14,000 kilometers, I think it is. Woo. It's about 20 hours of plane flights mm. as well. I think the next air mile step up is an astronaut. Yeah. It's an astronaut, yeah. <laughs> it's a long way to go. <laughs> well, thank you for bringing uh, this gift back for us <laughs> to have on the radio show. I've, I've heard a little bit from him over the last few minutes, and I'm excited to kind of hear his story for sure. Uh, for those of you that haven't turned into Team Wealth Radio before, Team Wealth started uh, when Voice America called us and said, hey, we'd like to give you a shot at sharing some cool stories and helping some youth out. So we just want to give a shout out to Voice America for uh, donating this amazing showtime to us so that we can help young people all over the world. Uh, <laughs> we don't have a lot of people in studio right now. so Just the three of us, just, so we'll do our and um, it started uh, because of a nonprofit that we created called Global Teen Wealth. And we help young people who are kind of struggling to find themselves or their voices and their parents and teachers to try and help those kids live the life of their dreams. So uh, if you're interested, you can check out globalteenwealth.org. Uh, or you can always call us at our 1-800 number. It's one 855 And we have programs all in high schools in North America uh, to help youth kind of live the life of their dreams and figure out what's going on with their self-worth and and hopefully help their parents uh, figure out some techniques to help. So speaking of parents, Ryan, how old are you? I'm 25. And this is the first time you've left Australia? No, I've been on holidays lots before, but the first time permanently leaving Australia. Cool. And how long are you away for? So I'm expecting to be here for about 12 months. 12 months. And how did your uh, parents deal with that? Yeah, they did all right. My dad was fine with it. No problems whatsoever. <laughs> he was celebrating as I as I left. I swear he posted a Twitter update to let everyone know I was actually gone. But my mum was a bit more um, sad about it, holding back the tears and that kind of thing. But yeah, I think they, they were really excited for me. Although yeah. it's sad, it's you know, a really good thing, I think. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, what about you? Are you Were you nervous? Like- yeah, well, I, I was talking to Kevin yesterday. I had a couple of freak out moments on the plane on the way over. I think when you have long layovers, it's mm-hmm. not a great when, – when you're tired and you're kind of sitting there waiting, thinking about what you're doing, yeah. uh, it kind of sinks in <laughs> that you're leaving You know, yeah. all the people that you love and you love by. Mm-hmm. But um, I think – you know, I'm still finding my feet now, but I think I mean, I'm really excited about what the next 12 months holds, yeah. Cool. Mm. How did you prepare yourself mentally for the trip? 
Honestly, I don't think I did. And I think that's why over the last little while I've had a bit more kind of freakouts and panics is because I don't think I processed things until I was on the plane. I was super busy up until I left and then literally landing here, I kind of had the realization of what I'd actually done, which is going to be a really good thing. And I'm still so excited about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think I processed things as well as I could have in advance. So, mm. Yeah. Well, maybe so, in three or six months, we can have him back yeah, and see where yeah, yeah, you're yeah, at. Yeah. If he's still here. If yeah. he's still here. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I'm curious then, Ryan. Like you said, you couldn't, you didn't process maybe as well mm. as you could have. So, because I know a lot of our listeners, especially now, mm. summer, probably getting ready to go to university or college yeah. in, in the next couple of months, getting ready, packing up, taking care of loose ends, all that. What do you feel like you could have done better? Or, or should I say, what did you mm. feel you missed? I, I'm actually not too sure what it was. I, I don't know if it was a matter of spending more time with the people that you're close to or if it was just actually embracing and understanding what it is you're in for. Although I think either way, whether you prepare as much as you can or not, there's still going to be that moment mm-hmm. where you kind of actually realize, I guess, the consequences of the decision you make, not in a nece- necessarily a bad way, but the decision you make, you're not going to realize the consequences until you actually step into it. So, mm-hmm. um, But I would say, I mean... I, I would love to have spent more time before probably not working and just spending time with people because mm-hmm. um, I kind of worked right up until three days before I left and then got on a plane and said goodbye to everyone. Um, I'm sure I probably could have spent a little bit more time with everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what's funny, Brandy, is he, he's never been to Vancouver before. No. So he decided to do this year journey without ever having been here it's a bit of a crapshoot yeah and just going you know i hope i like it saw some photos it looked nice (laughs) (laughs) but you know what like could you imagine just going i'm gonna pick somewhere as far away as i can possibly imagine yeah and hope i enjoy i mean yeah vancouver is a beautiful place and you can see pictures but the experience might be totally different right so it's it's real gutsy and totally and brave to do that well and we all speak english which is nice because then at least you <laughs> get right. here you yeah. know <laughs> like the, some of the places i've traveled to and yeah. i don't speak dutch and they don't yeah. speak english and yeah. it's like wow that's that's quite intimidating because yeah. if you're getting trouble who do you how do you ask for help exactly i think there was a i had a couple of moments where at least i'm not moving to this place or that place you know places <laughs> where you can't drink the water yeah. you can't speak the language yeah. like yeah i'm i'm grateful to be here in vancouver it's pretty easy so yeah far. And and it's very similar to Australia too in a lot yeah, of ways, yeah. uh, except we have mountains that yes. are taller than ten feet. It's um, <laughs> true. But and uh, Ryan had a layover in Hong Kong for what was that seven eight seven, hours seven hours yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So you're glad to keep moving. Yes, yeah, so I was. That's a tough thing when you've got a long layover like that, yeah. and you're yeah. just like you said, you're sitting there processing, going, "What have I done?" Yeah. And yeah. that's that's a world of difference yeah. from Hong Kong. From Australia and and Vancouver yeah. as well, right? Did you get a chance to leave the Hong Kong airport and go out? In no, the city I didn't. For a I, I did consider it, but yeah. I think the city's about thirty minutes from the airport. I yeah. think. Um, okay. And I kind of didn't want to go out just in case yeah. something happened. So I yeah. figured I'll maybe on the way back I might do that. But yeah. I I did that when I went through Hong Kong. I left the airport. I got on a train, and then had to somehow navigate onto a bus <laughs> without anybody speaking English. Yeah. And it looked like it was donation only. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And, yeah. And uh, thankfully, someone stepped on the bus and they spoke English and oh, they kind of translated for me. Um, but I still didn't end up at the right place. But <laughs> it was good fun. Were you glad that you did it, though? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I always say is the, the definition of um, 
adventure is poor planning. Yeah. Mm. So I just, you know, as long as you're safe yeah. um, and you have the time, because when, once I went through Sydney and um, I'd never, this is my first trip to Australia and I didn't know if I'd ever be back. Mm-hmm. And I really, I've always wanted to see the Opera House and, and um, what do you call it? The, the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Sydney Harbour yeah. Bridge. And so I asked the flight attendant on the plane, I said, what side is that going to be on? Because I'd like to see it. Mm-hmm. So he actually took me to another seat. So I was on the right side, Aww, the proper side. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but then he came back and he goes, oh, I'm really sorry. We went a different route. <laughs> I don't know if it was on the other side or we just missed it all together. And then um, so I asked him, I said, well, look, I've got a three hour layover. Do I have time to get off the or get out of the airport and go down to the to the opera house and he goes no not at all <laughs> and so then I asked the next person they go mm, no not really no I wouldn't and I thought well this is getting more positive yeah yeah so I kept asking people <laughs> until someone said yeah you should be all right yeah so I was like I like that answer and yeah. I got on a train and I did it yeah and I ripped down to the to the opera house and walked around took some pictures and I went great I've seen it yeah. and I would hate to think that I missed that opportunity because of you know but that that was yeah a little bit dicey to do, yeah. yeah. But still, a lot of fun, right? Oh, and, I, and I'm super glad to have those good. opportunities because I never yeah. plan. I've, no, I never plan. Like I bought a ticket last fall to Trinidad and Tobago, where I've been before, so that was fine. And went fishing there for two weeks, and then I flew to Guyana with no plan whatsoever. Got to Guyana, flew to the edge of the Amazon, and I was about to cross the border into Brazil. And the uh, they didn't have uh, Wi-Fi at the uh, visa office, so they're like, "Sorry, you have to fly back to the main city." Oh, no so five hundred dollar round trip, wow. get back to the main city. Uh, the Brazilian office is closed because it's Friday at noon, and that's what time they close. So I had to wait till Monday. Get in there Monday, and they said, "Yeah, sorry, we're having internet problems too. So you're gonna have to wait a few days." So I had to book a hotel. Craziest part was when I was just about to cross the border to the Amazon. I met this Canadian. He was from Vancouver. And it was totally random because there's little, like, 12-seater planes in the middle of the bush. <laughs> Nobody goes there, right? And uh, it ended up that he told me some good hotel suggestions uh, back in the main city that I had to fly back to. And the next day was my birthday. And uh, I, was, I wanted to be in the Amazon for my birthday, but that didn't work out. So I'm at the hotel bar on my birthday, and this guy and his friend rock up. And they ended up taking me out, and we went to this amazing club. And I ran into some people that I'd known from years before wow. when I used to live there. So wow. I always cool. think that it's great. I mean, it's kind of intimidating and kind of scary, but as long as you have common sense on your side and you have your passport and your money <laughs> yeah. tucked in your pants and your bra, I think you're pretty good. <laughs> well, not mine, but yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, well, you should get a bra for when you travel. It's great. <laughs> but, Nobody ever thinks to look there. No, I do have a travel bra. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's um, – I always think just – why would you just spend – your life doing the same thing every day when you have this opportunity for getting out and and um, you know doing these adventures like Ryan I mean you're you're about to embark on something that you know will change your life yeah. probably yeah and they always say Australians always say I'm going to be here for 12 months and then yeah. they end up Two years, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're lucky because under 30, I think it is, you can stay for several years, can't you? You can keep reapplying or something. I think it's fairly easy to continue getting visas to stay here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Commonwealth countries seem to be pretty good. So if you're in Canada, you can go to Australia pretty easy or the UK. There you go. Yeah. Tell them you know Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That'll that'll help you when you're coming through customs. Exactly. (laughs) So we got about a minute and a half left uh, before our first commercial break. Um, What... 
What, how did you end up choosing? I know you had uh, options of where was it, Dallas, Los Angeles, and Vancouver? Yes, how did you end right. up picking our little humble home? Yeah, well, it was funny. I think uh, it was a couple of random interactions that I had with people mm-hmm. um, just asking for their advice on the different schools. Um, and I don't really know how I ended up choosing Vancouver, Vancouver but I did. Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad that I'm here because obviously the process was a lot easier yeah. than it would have been trying to get into the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, right. But yeah, I, I don't really know how I ended up here in Vancouver, but I did, and I'm glad I did. Cool. Are you liking it so far? I am liking it so yeah. far. It's yeah, people city. people told me hours. it was yeah. going to be so cold I didn't need shorts, <laughs> and it's warmer here than it is in Australia. Yeah. So who would have It's thought? winter there now. Oh goodness. Yeah. So yeah, everybody thinks Canada's freezing, but yeah. uh, well, we got to go to commercial break. Um, we'll hear a lot more about Ryan's uh, school and some of his decisions and how he's handling it and what he expects to come up. And then we'll talk a little bit about the fact that he was a youth pastor for a few years. And, and that's something I'm very excited to talk about because a lot of our students um, that have gone through our program with Teen Wealth um, go to church and are kind of exploring different options on that side. My prom date actually became a pastor and he's been doing wow. that for the last 20 years while working alongside uh, our prime minister because he also right. campaigns cool. there. So it's quite interesting. So uh, if you want to give a call in, our number is one 855 And we will be back very shortly from the break to hear more Ryan's story. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hey you. Yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Do you long to have a better love life? Relationships can be hard, but throw sexual problems into the mix, and it's almost impossible to keep that close connection you want to have. Colette Milan, sex and relationship therapist, has been there. She will give you sound advice to turn your libido back on and bring the love back into your lovemaking. Tune in to Making Love with Colette Milan every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. <laughs> Hi, we're back. <laughs> Sorry, we always have good fun in between in the commercials. Um, so I just kind of wanted to go back into your history a little bit, Ryan, because you've only been here for 48 hours. So yes. We can't really talk that much about <laughs> Yes, no, I don't know much about the city yet. <laughs> <laughs> about your experience here so far, but... Um, 
What were kind of some of your goals in life when you were a teenager and what were you looking forward to? Yeah, well, uh, when I was a young kid, I always wanted to be a zoologist. Okay. That's really really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to move to South Africa and spend time with lions. And then I realized maybe it wasn't as realistic goal as <laughs> I wanted to originally. Um, but as I went through high school, I kind of, I actually didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I found that there was a huge amount of pressure. And I think there still is on mm-hmm. uh, teenagers to figure out what they want to do. And yeah. it's very hard to figure out what you want to do when you actually don't know necessarily who you are fully yet. Yeah. Um, so I just figured I'd pick something and I ended up um, studying communications, which I majored in just about everything. So I did journalism, I did uh, broadcasting, did just about everything. And I ended up doing advertising just because I thought I had a bit of creativity and it was a good option. And so I completed three years of study doing that, but not necessarily knowing what I wanted to be doing. Yeah. Um, I knew I loved students and hanging out with teenagers and um, probably once I had finished my degree, it was good timing actually. Um, my church at the time actually offered me a job to come on board as a youth pastor. Um, and this is the biggest church in Perth, Western Australia. Wow. So about 5,000 people go to this church. And so I didn't necessarily see myself doing that job at first or I didn't apply for it, but I knew that um, it was kind of the right fit for me. So I, mm. I said yes and then the rest of the adventure began, yeah. Very cool. That's mm. awesome. And so uh, you, how long have you been a youth pastor? So I would have been offered the job when I was about 21 or 22. Wow. So, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Three years. Yeah. So going back to high school when yep. you were still figuring that out, did you have any major self-esteem issues or were you just kind of sorting out who you were? Yeah, just sorting out who I was. I knew, honestly, I, I knew I was always good at talking because I could always <laughs> beat my brothers in arguments <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. And I didn't. I wasn't, you know, a numbers guy. I didn't want to do engineering or mm-hmm. anything like that. I knew it was something to do with just chatting and talking and dealing with people. So I figured, you know what, if anything, I'll just go get a communications degree because that way you can talk about what you don't know, Yeah. Uh, even if you don't know anything. So, yeah, I just decided to do that. And I, I kind of figured that, you know what, you're better off actually just doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better to just pick something and go and do it. And if you don't like it, you can change. Uh, rather than just sitting there. And a lot of my friends were thinking, I'll go do a gap year. And I thought, well, it's a good idea, but at least that way I can just figure out. You have to explain gap year. A gap year. Yeah, Yeah, we don't use that expression now. Well, so (laughs) being lazy for a year. Yeah, well, in Australia, a lot of what they'll do after high school is they'll actually just take a year off just to travel, Mm -hmm. bum around, do nothing really. Yeah. Um, So a lot of students, I would say almost half of the students, after they finish school, they'll take a year just to sit around. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of my friends were doing that. And I just thought, well, I just want to get straight into it and figure out what it is I want to do. So mm-hmm. I thought I'd just give this to go. And I ended up liking it, although I changed my major around a lot. I <laughs> yeah. eventually liked what I was doing and yeah. just stuck it out. And to be honest, probably with about six months to go, I was like, oh, do I really want to keep doing this? You know, <laughs> it's still study. So there's mm-hmm. parts of it that's not so fun. Yeah. But um, kind of got some advice from people and they were just like, just stick it out, just yeah. stick it out. And once you finish, you'll be grateful that you've done it. And no matter what it is you do later in life, a degree or whatever it is you study will be applicable to yeah. whatever it is you're doing. So, And I found that. So doing what I was doing as a youth pastor, mm-hmm. communication was a huge part oh, of the role. So yeah. um, it was very helpful. Even though the stuff I studied was specific to one industry, mm-hmm. it actually applies to so much more of life. Mm-hmm. What industry? Uh, it would have been, I mean, advertising and marketing was the okay. big one. Um, I love things like branding and all of those kind of agencies. So it was very specific to that. Yeah. However, all of the stuff that you learn is kind of applicable to 
mm-hmm. any part of life. I yeah. find branding and advertising very fascinating. Like yeah, I've never wanted too. to work in it, but mm. I really enjoy mm. like studying why yellow arches everywhere yeah. in the world yeah. mean a cheap cheeseburger yeah. and, and <laughs> really good hey? salty fries. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Like we yeah. do part of our uh, teen program that we do in high schools is a young entrepreneurship program. Oh, wow. So one of the whole days, like our goal over the 12 week program in the high school is to actually get kids starting with like their vision and their mission and their mm. five year, 10 year, 20 year goals and seeing how possible yeah. things that seem impossible are when you take little steps to get there. And uh, so our goal over the 12 weeks is to get them to create a business plan, even if it's a simple one. Yeah. It could be mm-hmm. from uh, having like a skateboard movie business to a brick and mortar, like a, like buying a franchise or something or building your own store. Or being a youth pastor, yeah. um, a, anything yeah. like that. But we focus one whole day on branding, and they, they always awesome. have fun. And there's yeah. usually a kid who's good at drawing, so he ends up making the <laughs> yeah, logos everybody. for everybody in the class. Yeah, right. And he's already making money because yeah. the kids are paying him to design the logos. Exactly. Yeah, I think he started Fiverr. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he might have started Fiverr. Uh, it was funny. One of our uh, guys, his name was Walker, and he loved drawing so much that uh, he ended up going out to a local uh, printing company and offering to design their draw their logos and stuff for free for any clients that came in and then got a paid position out of that with this place just because he volunteered like just showed his passion yeah Yeah. it's it's a very cool kind of industry as well i I mean i'd encourage anyone that loves being creative but also loves to build things Mm. not in with your hands necessarily but because it allows you yeah it allows you to actually create something and you know a bit of strategy um obviously add that creativity because i did marketing for a little bit but i found that that didn't necessarily have quite the same creativity that you had mm-hmm. in advertising and branding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so marketing was a bit more set about the business and how yeah. to grow this and that, whereas branding and advertising is a lot more about how you can create something really wow. cool that people love. Wow, yeah. I love it. Like with our juice company now yeah. in Australia, I was the one who ended up going out and, and hiring um, like a graphic designer mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. But even when he was doing all of that, I still knew kind of I, I had the ability yeah. to direct him and and I loved it like I couldn't maybe put pen to paper and say mm. this is what I want but I knew in yeah. my mind the yeah. direction we were going and it was so much fun the process mm. well that's how the most it. successful people work anyways is they hire people that are better <laughs> yeah. at doing things yeah. Yeah. like we're like as a small business owner you always are trying to do everything yourself mm-hmm. and unfortunately you waste a ton of time or you could be saving up money working something that you're good at yeah. saving up money and hiring an expert to do it so much better than you will do mm-hmm. and in half the amount of time so that's, that's such a good you know, one of my favorite one of my favorite quotes is and every every week I say this is one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> we have a but, few I know but it's uh, a lot of people can do what you can do better than you can do it yeah you just look better if you let them do it yeah yeah totally you know you don't have to be great at everything but you know, you know your strengths and yeah. you focus on those and, and let other people do what they're good at. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my website, everyone's like, wow, your website's amazing. How did you do? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I designed it. I told people, the, the our designer, where I wanted everything, but I didn't actually spend the 40 hours yeah. on the computer building it. He built it for me. He just did it with my vision in mind. So having mm-hmm. a clear vision for whatever you want in life is definitely yeah. a way to get where you want to go. I agree. So, okay, now jump. jump. So how did communications help you? Being youth pastor, yeah. did those correlate in any way? Yeah, they really did. I mean, so much of what I studied um, was about how to talk to people and how to sell an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess a huge part of our faith and my faith mm-hmm. um, as a youth pastor was actually about communicating with young people about 
firstly what it is they're feeling and what they're struggling with, but also um, preaching and doing different things like that mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also then being able to run and advertise a program and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, down to even the simplest things of being a part of an organization and actually learning how to communicate well with your team members and colleagues, because that's actually not something they often teach you how to do mm-hmm. in school. They don't say this is how you actually communicate with people that you work with. Mm. Um, so I found it was so much of it actually really helped me. Um, yeah. And it, was, it wasn't stuff that I would necessarily go, well, this is on page 223 <laughs> of the, the textbook that we read out of, but it's stuff that kind of has intrinsic value and, yeah. you know, you pick up as you go along and you realize down the track, I'm actually really good at this. And yeah. I think a huge part of that is because I studied it. For sure. Uh, well, and I think a big part of it too is I, I know you yeah. and you love people. Genuinely, he Ryan loves people. So what people can tell when they're not a project. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and you don't approach people with an obligatory sense or, or anything. So it's it's that genuine um, compassion for people plus your communication skills and stuff. And I was going to ask, I actually don't know, did you ever do any outreach trips like where you took students out or anything like that? No, we, uh, with, with our students, I mean, we were pretty... Uh, much based in in Perth, we didn't yeah. go out a huge amount. We did take do a couple of trips with students to different conferences and stuff. Okay, yeah. But we didn't actually, you know, I've done missions trips by myself with a team, right. but um, not necessarily with our youth community. Right. You know? Okay. Yeah. Cool. No, I was just wondering because taking taking a group of kids on a extended field trip, whether mm. it's overseas or something. Mm. I mean, I've done that with with students before, yeah. and it's you have to. <laughs> man, that's. That'll, that'll test you. Yeah, test that'll test you for yeah, sure. sure. So, so um, let me just, I'm trying to think. What, what, I want to ask you so many yeah, questions yeah. about this because we have a lot of students in our programs. I mean, we're in several schools in North America right now, um, and we're creating our online program at the moment so we can have an even greater reach. Mm. And a lot of our students come from different faiths and are, are kind of struggling with finding their own voice they don't yeah. want to follow exactly what their parents believe yeah. and they're kind of figuring that out is that similar in australia are there a lot of young people that are questioning their faith and yeah. uh, that and, yeah and, definitely yeah. i mean uh, so many of our students that i had in our, our youth ministry same thing is it's a matter of actually finding out if it's something that you believe for yourself rather than just believing it because someone else believed it and mm-hmm. the reality is in my own in my own life and my faith journey i had to come to that point of deciding for myself because mm-hmm. It's one thing, you know, doing something simply because that's how it was done or doing it simply because you actually want it mm-hmm. and you believe it yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I've heard, you know, it illustrated like uh, some lady would always cut the chicken in half before she put it in an oven. And, you know, so forever her kids did that and they did that. And, they yes. did that. and then people come over and ask, why do you do that? And they go, well, it's just how mum did it. Yeah. But the only reason she did it is because the oven was so small, they couldn't fit a full one in there. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's so many things like that that people do in life simply because it's how they've been shown or yeah. mm-hmm. how their parents have done it. But the reality is they've actually got to decide and figure it out for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'd encourage any young person to do that because you actually need to get to that point of deciding for yourself. Because if you're living anything out of what your parents have done, if you're voting for someone simply because it's who your parents vote for, yeah. if you're going to the bank that your parents went for, there comes a point where you've actually got to decide for yourself. And mm-hmm. that'll be all right for a season, but there'll be come a point where it won't kind of sustain you anymore. So you actually need to make the decision for yourself. Absolutely. Well, yeah. last week on the show, we uh, had Ewan and Bronwyn in here, and we got into a very interesting debate on uh, – 
kind of how a lot of us follow our parents' footsteps mm. in a yeah. lot of things. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where a lot of our confusion lies, I find. Yeah. I always looked, I love my parents and I, I'm happy and proud of the lives they've led, but I lead a life so completely different than theirs mm. and, and kind of finding that balance mm-hmm. of, hey, mom isn't always right because she's also human too. I think mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of teenagers struggle to understand that and that's where mm-hmm. our clashes yeah. come yeah. from is, oh, you you know, you grow up as a kid thinking mom and dad are always right. They know what's best. Da, 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 da. Mm. But they are humans too. And their parents, our grandparents who give us candy and spoil us, <laughs> they're also people who are yeah, figuring yeah, this out. I yeah. mean, my grandma's 89 now and she's a really close friend of mine. And I say to her all the time, I'm like, how did you feel about your self-esteem? How are you feeling about getting older? You're cl- mm. getting cl- mm. close to the end of your life now. And what's that like? And, mm. and I mean, she still doubts how she looks in the mirror once in a while and yeah. still has that, yeah. you know, as much as you get over it. And so it's just funny that to realize that our parents and grandparents are, are just people, well, and, too. <laughs> and we, we forget so often that they were in our shoes. Yeah. And yeah. they had, like you said, self-esteem issues. Yeah. They were insecure. They yeah. were confused. They were doing things because their parents did it. Yeah. And they, and they were hurt. And they were, were you know, yeah. they went through all the emotions and feelings and, and experiences that we've gone through. And, and yet we don't give them any credit. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, Even we don't give them a break or yeah. anything, right? So, yeah. you know, teens, be nice to your parents. <laughs> yeah, be nice yeah. to your parents because they're trying. <laughs> and you're probably driving them to drink, so give yeah. them a break. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I, when we come back, I want to ask you a little bit about um, maybe some of the more challenging yep. experiences you've had as mm-hmm. a youth pastor. So yeah. we're going to head to a break now. Again, check us out. You can go find us on Instagram uh, at Teen Wealth. And we do wealth not because we are all about the money, but because wealth is everything from your spiritual wealth to your mental wealth to your uh, to your bank account as well, but all different <laughs> types of wealth and just taking care of yourself. So we'll be back in a couple minutes. Uh, see you all soon. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. What is your purpose? In the journey that we call life, our values are pre-programmed into us before we're born. During our lives, we pick up life's lessons and soul connections along the way. We explore this path on Soul Sessions with Solstice, featuring hosts Delana Davis and Rita McRae. Our program is designed to help you more confidently live from your heart and not just your head. Tune in live for Soul Sessions with Solstice every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
you are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, we just are talking to Ryan here who flew in all the way from Australia, who's uh, finished his degree in communications, is taking a year off to explore Canada a little bit, go to school up here. And we were just, in the, before the last break, talking about his time as a youth pastor. And now I want to delve into kind of some of the tough stuff. Yeah. Um, Kev was, Kevin, my co-host here, was also a youth pastor a long time ago because he's old like me now. <laughs> and um, I just want to kind of ask them both about some of their more challenging experiences because obviously with our nonprofit, we have a lot of uh, challenges that we go through with youth that are struggling and they come to us for advice and questions. Uh, mm-hmm. can, can you tell us about a couple of times when you had to answer some tough questions? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, there were so many um, moments as a youth pastor where honestly I felt completely out of my depth and mm-hmm. the reality is there's so much that you can just not know and that's actually okay as someone helping people yeah. dealing with stuff. Um, and I think that was something that I felt very insecure about as being the person that's meant to have answers yeah. and often just going, I have no idea what I'm meant to do with this. And, <laughs> yeah. um, so, so many moments that, you know, we'd receive a text or a call about a student being in hospital or, um, you know, um, having doubts about all sorts of different stuff, whether it's their faith or even considering, you know, self-harm and, mm. and those kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. And the reality is I think one of the hardest conversations that is having to talk to parents about stuff like that Yeah, yeah. Um, and have uh, conversations with students about how they want to talk, tell their parents about what it is they're struggling with, whether it's self-harm or mm-hmm. depression or whatever. Uh, but I think so much of the, the stuff that I saw as a youth pastor just came out of a lack of, understanding their identity as a mm. person. Uh, I think whatever it was, whether it was um, addictions or unhealthy relationships or self-harm, depression, anxiety, so much of it just comes from, um, I guess, the incorrect understanding of who they are as yeah. a person. Mm-hmm. And it's very important for all young people, I think, to begin to learn who it is they are and actually be okay with who they are. Yeah, um, It's very hard, I think, in our society, in our world now with so many things all over the walls, bombarding us, you know, with who you're meant to be. But um, I think everyone's created unique. Um, And Mm -hmm. in my faith, I believe that everyone's created valuable as well. And, um, you know, people, I think, need to actually understand. And this is something that I was passionate about in Australian schools is we were doing a couple of programs in schools over there about identity, really, and Mm. about um, one of the ones that we were hoping to do, we didn't get a chance to do it, but was with year 12 students. So the final year of high school is actually... Um, doing some personality tests with them and doing strengths finder tests and so that they actually begin to discover how they're wired, who they are. And I think once you actually discover those things, life becomes easier mm-hmm. because you're actually okay with the things that you're weak at because you know what you're strong at. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're okay with the way you're wired because you understand that everyone's different. Yeah. Um, so I think so much of the stuff that I had to walk through as a youth pastor was actually out of identity crises. Mm. Um I don't know about you, Kevin, but that's mm. just something that pretty much every student, whether they you know, had it, seemed to have it all together or they were a bit of a mess coming in on a Friday night program, 
so so much of it just came down to identity stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, something that really irritates me is this expression that we tend to have of you will find yourself. Mm-hmm. And that makes us sound mm-hmm. like we're lost. Mm-hmm. I love the expression of create yourself. Yeah, yeah. We're just creating who we want to yeah. be and who we want to mm-hmm. become. Yeah. I, I hate the notion of you need to find who you are because then teenagers are going, well, I don't know who I am, mm-hmm. so I must be lost. I must yeah. be a, a mm-hmm. broken person. Yeah. And I think that's where my identity, I was like, yeah. well, well, wait, if I don't know who I am, then I must suck. That's and, how I felt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then you're really open to being shaped and molded and directed by mm. things and people that aren't meant to or, or wouldn't be good to have that kind of, not control, but you know what I mean, that that persuasion over you. And that's where, you know, I, I always said, I don't think... I don't think there's any such thing as a bad kid. It's just bad influence. Yeah, you know, for sure. You know. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's true. Like the identity thing. And you just you just went through that. I know with one of your friends, her fiance yeah. just committed suicide, yeah. Yeah. and that just rocked the community because yeah. there was no signs of that. And yeah. we, we've done. We did a show last year. Um, Brandy and I, and we had my friend come on, and his daughter committed suicide, wow. and that was yeah. a really rough rough topic to to deal with because he didn't really I, I mean he said kind of looking back he could see it but um but yeah the identity thing is you get those calls mm. and I you know I want to cut myself or I want to commit suicide mm. or or you know I don't think I'm I'm worth anything or um you know yeah but yeah. I remember one one um one kid that that I worked with well there were a couple of them but that really probably influenced me more yeah. than yeah. maybe I influenced him. But uh, I remember um, seeing her at one of our youth events, and I went up to her and I said, hey, Marissa, how are you? And she and she was just taken back. She's like, y- you know my name? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, of course I know your name. Um, and so uh, we, we've just started chatting, and, sh- and she goes, sorry, what's your name again? <laughs> and I was like, how do you not know my name? <laughs> I'm the leader. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I said, it's Kevin. And she goes, oh, that's my favorite name in the whole world. <laughs> and I said, really? <laughs> is this one of those school kid crushes or something? Yeah. And I said, why is that? And she goes, well, that was my brother's name. Oh. And I said, oh, wow. And she goes, yeah, he was um, he was stabbed to death in Saskatoon at oh. a bar. And I said, oh, my gosh. I said, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. I said, when was that? She goes, uh, three months ago, wow. but she goes, but it's okay. It's, it's a long time ago. And I said, no, it's, it's I said, I, I, no, it's not. Are you yeah. okay? And she goes, well, yeah, but nobody wants to hear me talk about that. And I said, Marissa, I do Yeah. like talk to me. And she, you know, and she just kind of broke down and was, and was chatting mm-hmm. about it. And, and at the end of the conversation, I just, I was so emotionally vested at this point like just going this poor kid and she felt so responsible because um she had invited and that's what she said she goes it's my fault Mm. because i asked him to come watch my basketball game in saskatoon and that's why he was in saskatoon and that's why he was killed and at the end of that conversation i just remember saying marissa you know i'm so sorry what happened to your brother um and i know that i can't replace kevin Mm -hmm. but I would love to be your pretend big brother. Yeah. And she just, I still get emotional, but she just wrapped her arms around me and she was bawling yeah. for about like a couple minutes. And yeah. I remember my shirt just had mascara. I mean, she was only like 15 or 16. Yeah. And my first thought was why so much mascara? Yeah. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, and it it was one of the most special moments for yeah. me. And then there was a um, a time when when one of those girls too, like I I had a couple that were really and guys too. They just you know they're special and they really get into your yeah. heart and yeah. and you know we always say it's like a parent. You don't have any favorites, but you do, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, we love them all, but some of them just really yeah. tug at your heartstrings. And and um, when we were starting, we did a, a summer youth program where we took kids all across Canada and overseas and we trained them for a week and how to go out and, and work with kids at risk and um, you know street kids and all that stuff and one of the girls as I was going to this program I found out she had just been killed in a car crash yeah. and uh, just single single accident she was just getting ready to graduate and that one that summer rocked me so much and I just remember um, I shut down on all the rest of the kids. We had about 200 kids there every summer. Mm-hmm. And I remember just going, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't let them in. This hurts too much. I don't want to ever feel this again. Yeah. And for, uh, you know, the the better part of that week, I just, I was like arm's length with everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was just, I just felt this overwhelming sense of this is very selfish and this is very wrong. Yeah. And I went, I need to, these kids deserve this, and I open up. And that's when I met Marissa. Yeah. It was that day that well, I decided, you know what, I can't, I can't close off. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, you touched on it there, Kevin. I think it's so important, whatever you're doing or whatever you're feeling, is to talk to people because mm-hmm. people do care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, even yesterday I had a bit of a meltdown of, like, what am I doing here? And I was chatting to Kevin, and, you know, the reality is I'm, I'm 25. I'm an ex-youth pastor. I'm meant to have my life all together. But you still have moments where <laughs> yeah. you just... I remember so many times at work as a youth pastor going into people's office and just like having moments of like, what, <laughs> what am I doing? What, are, what am I meant to do? I'm shaping situation? people's lives yeah, and I'm a mess. I know, yeah. Yeah. And, but that's actually okay. And yeah. I think um, everyone has those moments, but yeah. people do care and they do want to listen um, and don't ever feel like people don't want to listen because yeah. they do. Yeah. Sometimes people are just afraid. Mm-hmm. I, a lot of people are. We talked about that last week too. It just like my parents will not come on the radio show to talk about my brother. <laughs> I'll talk about him all day. He's happy that I talk mm-hmm. about him because he's overcome a lot of his struggles. But it's mm-hmm. still so painful for them. And and there's a certain aspect of mm-hmm. of shame and 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 pain from dealing with the mm-hmm. mental health stuff that people just don't want to don't want to share. So yeah. there's there are people that will listen and there are people that want to listen. Mm-hmm. But there's some mm-hmm. people that are just it's it's either too painful or. Yeah. We, yeah. we do, and I think as humans in the Western world, we love pride as well in the sense that yeah. we don't ever want to look like we're a bit of a mess. And I think so often we kind of hide behind the fact that we've got it all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's actually okay not to. And yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. The more you kind of fake it, the worse it becomes. Yes. You know, the, yeah. the bigger the oh. toll it takes on you. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm really good at what I do, It's uh, honestly, because I am the mm. biggest gong show. I am a hot mess <laughs> gong show. That's what I call myself. There's There are days when I literally have 50 cents that I'm digging out of the couch to get on a bus to go to work, and then there's other days when I, I can afford to take 50 students out for a really nice dinner because yeah. I've done well that week. Yeah. And uh, as much as my mother would love me to put all that money aside and save to buy a house for me, that's never, that's never, yeah, that's never where my yeah. life is going. So I truly yeah. am. I, I always... There are days when I'm laughing, there's days when I'm crying, there's days when I'm going, what the hell? But every single time I get a text or a call or a letter or anything from any teen that I've helped, even if it costs me five grand to help them just look in the mirror and like who they are looking back, Mm -hmm. that's the good stuff. That's good. Yeah. 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 You know, so we all, I mean, we all work with young people that are struggling and it's hard to watch, but uh, 
it's it's so worth it when it's mm-hmm. worth it. Oh, we have to go to another break. We'll be, <laughs> I mean, we can fill an hour. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we do have to go to a break, guys. Again, reach out to us, follow us on uh, Instagram at Teen Wealth, or you can always tweet us at Teen Wealth Radio. Uh, and we'll be back very shortly to uh, finish up our conversation here with Ryan from Australia. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with host Thomas Rosenberg. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as Thomas speaks with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey everybody, welcome back. I hope you're enjoying the show so far with Ryan, our youth pastor from Australia who's taken a year off and is nervous as hell about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm shaking. I'm shaking. And has uh, taken a big leap to come up here in Canada um, and uh, just kind of get his feet wet in travel and learning some new things. I did have a topic that I was curious about asking you about. Mm-hmm. I was not really raised in a religious household at all. Yeah. Um, but I went to Pioneer Girls. Do you guys have Pioneer yeah. Girls? Oh, oh sorry. So, I do. That's maybe a Canadian thing. Yeah. But uh, I went with my friends to Pioneer Girls, which was basically um, a group of young girls that went to church and we did Bible study. Okay. Um, because I was very curious about religion. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I'm not a religious person, but I'm a very spiritual person. And I like to consider everything. I mean, I've lived in 15 different countries, traveled to 22, and I, I go to church with my Sikh friends, my Muslim friends, my Christian yeah. friends, my Catholic, and I learned a whole bunch. My fiance is extremely devout Catholic, so we have a lot of great conversations. Uh, so I have two things to ask you about. Yeah, yeah. One, what always drives me crazy about my fiance, who's Brazilian, and it's a very Catholic culture, is every time I say, oh, we should do this and make it work, like a big dream type yeah, yeah. idea, he says, 
Yes, it's a common expression in Brazil. If if God wants it to happen, it'll happen. Yeah. And I think that screws with a lot of young people's minds. Yeah. I think that they should, this is just my opinion, believe that God is supporting them in whatever they want oh, to do. I, amen, I'll say to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I actually, this is something that I'm really passionate about. And okay. for, again, working with youth, something that would always come up is people would go, oh, but, you know, if God wants it to happen, it'll mm. happen. And, you know, but what if it's not what God wants? But, and often that's just an excuse for fear yeah. And, yeah. and not doing things. Um, mm. And we, I call it analysis paralysis. And people get so caught up in figuring out what exactly is the right direction they should be heading that they don't do anything. Yes. And I found it so frustrating as kind of a mentor to so many young people in going, just go and do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I honestly believe that, um, when you when you follow Jesus and God, He has kind of like a moral will for your life. And if you do anything within that kind of moral will for your life, if mm-hmm. you you know if it lines up with what you read in His Word and that kind of stuff, He's kind of cheering you on and He's mm-hmm. given you wisdom. Mm-hmm. He's given you free will to make a decision. And so often, you know, young people would come to me and go, "Oh, you know, there's these two girls that I really like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which is the one." And yeah. firstly, I don't really agree with that because again, I think. God has given us free will and a brain to figure out, okay, well, who are you more attracted to? Who do yeah. you like? Who do you get along mm-hmm. with better? Yeah. And I don't think he's like, well, you chose wrong. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think he's actually just going, you make the decision and I'm going to be with yeah. you the whole way. Yeah. And so that's been part of the decision to actually move here was that I was studying, I was a youth pastor and I loved what I did and I kind of wanted to be doing ministry longer term, but I just figured that now is the right time to go and prepare and to study and make sure that if I'm doing this for the rest of my life, I actually am doing it out of like a well of depth rather Mm -hmm. than a really shallow pool where I actually don't know Mm. what I believe or what I'm talking about. So I figured, well, okay, what do I want to do? And I I just considered moving over here. And again, a lot of that was like throwing up where to go. And it was that question, well, what does God want for me? Yeah. And I kind of got to that point of going, well, I think no matter what I do, he's going to be with me. If I really believe yes. he's God, he's going to be with me no matter where I go. And yeah. So I chose here um, with my wisdom and free will. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's here with me, leading well, and, and guiding. And, and, you know, Ryan and I met in Perth and he's like, you know, I've decided to go to Vancouver. And I said, well, look, I come to Perth all the time. Mm-hmm. So I have an apartment in Vancouver and it just and it's just been this really – easy journey for Ryan compared to what it could have been. I believe like you made that decision going, you know, I want God to bless this. Yeah. And, but you made that decision based on one, what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And so like I got, it's always good to have mentors around and Mm -hmm. so the advice of people around me and and I'm really grateful for, I mean, I I really think that every young person should find people that can mentor them. But Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for mentors that, um, were willing to say what I needed to hear rather than what I wanted to hear. Yes. Um, so rather than going, oh, no, don't move away, you know, you're really good at what you're doing, they actually said, no, I think it's actually really good for you to go mm-hmm. and do this. And so that some of them were my bosses, and for them it's easier for me to stay and keep doing yeah. work, but I'm grateful that they actually mm-hmm. said what I should be doing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of how I ended up here is actually kind of answer to that question that you mm-hmm. had is, is actually just trying to figure out that I think God's with me no matter what it is I choose to do. Sure. And, I, and I think that's many decisions that you make in mm-hmm. life as well. Well, there's the, and then the other thing that I'm yeah, curious. Yeah. <laughs> I ha- My one, well, I have a few issues with religion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just from, I've read the entire Bible yeah. from front to back. I've read every, all these books because I, I've, 
I love it. I just, I find it so fascinating what we believe in and why we yeah, believe yeah. in it. Um, there, so Kevin, when he was talking about uh, suicide, he used the term commit suicide. And commit mm-hmm. suicide, a lot of people don't realize, is starting to be something we're trying to pull away from. Because mm-hmm. commit relates back to religion, which yeah. is a sin. Yeah. And that's probably my biggest frustration yeah, with yeah. religion, mm-hmm. is that uh, if you kill yourself, you're going to hell straight away. That's the end all be all. And maybe yeah. I've got it wrong, but that's kind of how it seems uh, from, from things yeah. I read and people I talk to. And for me, working with young people who are struggling because their brain chemicals aren't right, not because they're mm-hmm. a bad person, yeah. and they take their life, um, the idea that you're going to be punished in hell for all eternity for that, mm. that breaks my heart because yeah, I yeah. think the people yeah. that are suffering should be be the ones that get to go yeah. to heaven and, and, yeah. and yeah, get yeah. to yeah, be totally. helped. So, what, yeah, I, oh, and that's, again, perfect because I just the other day I was actually looking into this and mm. kind of doing a bit of research, and I actually – I totally kind of disagree with that idea yeah, that mm. people that commit suicide are definitely going to hell. And it's actually a Catholic tradition. And the reason for that is because the whole idea of confessing your sins mm. to a priest or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is that if you don't confess your sins, then you were to die, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of suicide is that obviously that's some, a sin that mm-hmm. they see as a yeah. sin um, that you can't confess because it's the last sin you do. So, yeah. mm-hmm. The assumption then, I think, from the Catholic Church, I don't know if this is very early on, is that because of that yes. being the final thing you do, being a sin, yeah. you're then going to hell. But I I don't believe that. I think yeah. we serve a merciful God, and if mm-hmm. people are really suffering and that's what happens, I think he'll take mercy on them and, and meet them where they're at. And I don't think it should ever be an option mm. uh, because I think, you know, there's so much value in the life that you're living. And uh, But, you know... Yeah. I, I, I don't actually yeah. believe that. Yeah. Oh, well, then I'd go to your church. Right? Oh, great. I, like, <laughs> great. I like that. No, I, I, I mean, I do. I think there's so many things that are, I think a lot that comes across in a lot of religions is hard lines. And I don't think there should yeah. be any no. hard lines. I, I talked about it last show and I've probably talked about it on every show. I have this rule that I live by in life and it's my 99% rule. Mm. I believe that if I recognize that I don't understand 99.99999% of the things that are happening in the world, I'll just Life becomes easier yeah. because I'm not stressed about trying to control yeah. what I understand and my outcome yeah. of every day. And, right. um, so I, I think that's what I've, I've found liberating about my faith as well is that it's not about the rules or the regulations. Okay. It's simply yeah. about Jesus saying, come follow me, mm-hmm. you know, do what I do. I'll show you a good way to live. And yeah. I've found that it's the best way to a live. Good moral but, path, yeah, right. rather than just ticking the box of not drinking or, yeah. you know, like whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to say too, it's like with religion, and yeah. I mean, what, what you're talking about, Ryan, is relationship, yeah. and which yeah. is a beautiful thing, but re- religion is about rules, and, and it really becomes about fallible people trying to represent an infallible God, yeah. and a merciful God, and mm-hmm. a loving, it's yeah. like your parents, your parents, you know, no matter what you do, they still love you. I mean, yeah. unless you have really bad parents, but, <laughs> um, you know, they love you unconditionally. Yeah. And they want the best for you. Yeah. And it's the same thing, I believe, with God, too, that, you know, he wants the best for you and he wants to protect you and he wants to, to show you that love. So, yeah, that's mm. bang on. Yeah. yeah absolutely. 
Well, geez, I had 10 other things I wanted to ask you and 10 other stories I wanted to hear from Kevin. Well, he's Kevin. at least here for a year. Yeah. yeah. I can come back at some point. We should I, probably I wonder do, if my like, accent will be different. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Maybe. You come back. Maybe. Slip a few hey, what's up? <laughs> we don't say oot here, though. That's yeah, easy. Well, sorry. I heard it a couple of times. So. Not from me, you haven't. Now no. I'm not going to say it, no. <laughs> well, goodness. Well, Ryan, we just, Kevin and I want to thank you for yeah. uh, coming all this way to Canada and being on the show, and we hope that you have a great time here. And uh, No worries. Is all right everyone thanks for tuning in we'll see you again same time same place monday from 5 to 6 p.m pacific 8 to 9 p.m eastern feel free to call 1-855-8616 if you ever want to talk thanks guys have, have a great one. week thanks for being part of teen wealth radio Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show.